product platform fit, like having something that aligns with the platform as it is right now, fairly low ticket, great value for the end consumer and the ability to make really good content around that. Creating that content, creating strong content, finding a couple of winning angles or winning concepts, elements like that have, have really allowed us to move massive budgets. This week's edition of the DTC Deep Dive is brought to you by Motion. Are you still using spreadsheets to track your creative ad reporting? Well, if you are, you should try Motion instead. Motion bridges the gap with your creative team through visual and digestive reports so they can make engaging content content that actually converts. With one click, you can share insights with your team and add members to your workspace so they can easily deep dive into reports on their own. Motion makes it super easy to identify key drivers for performance and helps eliminate the guesswork in the creative production process. Join the 500 plus teams like Huel, The Ridge and Foxwell Digital in using Motion to improve their ad results. Say goodbye to creative fatigue and try Motion for yourself with a 14-day free trial at motionapp.com. Hello and welcome back to the D2C Deep Dive. We're back. We took a little bit of a break. However, we're back and we're excited. I'm so excited to be with you. In fact, today we have a really great guest. Uh, Ollie is the founder of For You. It's a TikTok ad agency and he has the secrets of how you can succeed on TikTok. Because let's be honest, it's a bit of a mishmash. I kind of feel like nobody knows what they're doing. However, Ollie does know what he's doing and he's here to drop the knowledge for you, how to prepare for Q4, what type of content works best on TikTok paid, all that good stuff. So make sure that you stick around for this full one because it's a good one. Ollie, welcome to the D2C Deep Dive. It's great to have you. I'm so excited to talk TikTok with you. Uh, we've we've crossed each other's paths many of times. We've spoken a whole heap, but we've never actually had the opportunity to sit down and have a chat. So today we're going to be talking all things TikTok. TikTok paid specifically, right? Because that's what you do at For You Agency. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Well, firstly, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's nice to put a face to a t- Twitter message, um, <laughs> which is where we've usually communicated. Uh, but yeah, I, run a, I currently run a TikTok performance ads agency, content and performance ads um, called For You. Uh, spending a fair amount on TikTok and have been for almost two years now got on there very early so yeah excited to dive into some tactics and um yeah hopefully give some value to to the brand owners and people listening yeah amazing so let's start off with probably the probably a question which most people think about when they think of tiktok is how the heck is it just blown up so much especially in this past year i feel obviously it had the big kind of explosion over the pandemic we can all kind of gather why it was why it blew up over the pandemic but why specifically this year especially paid why has tiktok paid just gone from nobody really knows about it to suddenly like like you know one of the biggest channels going at the moment for brands yeah i think i think obviously firstly it had to get that mass adoption which as you say happened over the pandemic a lot of people not not much to do at home, quick dopamine mm. hits, a lot of entertainment, short form video is the perfect storm for the platform to get like a huge user base. So I think that that came first. And then over time, it's that development of trust in the platform from the people who are consuming it that makes it like a viable marketing channel. Mm. Um, similar to when Facebook first come, came about, like it, it, they, they grow the user base, then the users kind of continue to use it more and more people join it. It spreads through age groups and usually spreads up age groups starting with younger people and moving towards older people so 
I think with the trust and, and that increase in purchasing power, those two kind of elements, um, and it's just spread into everything, obviously sponsored the Rugby World Cup, all, all of those things that really help build its profile and um, yeah, give people trust in, 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 in the platform, makes it viable for advertisers to then go on and, and push the products. Um, obviously, people were getting great success super early on being early adopters but i think obviously the, the the ad platform the algorithm the even like the tracking etc is all being developed rapidly through this year and has made it a lot more effective for dc brands to to go on there and spend some money and drive some revenue so yeah i think the paid side is, is started to blow up i think we're still early doors but and i'm sure it'll be an interesting q4 period and and beyond for the platform to see how it can compete with the the, the beast that's facebook and instagram yeah why why do you think it's such a it's such a great platform for paid? Because it definitely has blown up in like the past year or so, where suddenly everyone's running ads on TikTok. There's a load of TikTok agencies, there's a load of TikTok creators as well, where everyone's making content for the platform. But why is it suited for like e-commerce brands? Like we have TikTok shopping and stuff like that. It really seems like TikTok are putting brands first, unlike platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I think they are putting a big emphasis on 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 kind of support for brands obviously that's where their revenue comes from primarily so they're, they're, they're rolling out a lot of e-commerce features um i think the benefits of how, having the platform in china and how they've kind of that, that the relationship they have with there and, and how that how it kind of sits within the e-commerce space over there um has obviously given them a leg up and given some, them some things to test I think the dynamic of, of TikTok compared to Instagram and Facebook is is definitely different. It's a lot more authentic, a lot more raw. It's kind of changed the way that brands interact interacts with consumers. I mm. think um, they're a lot more transparent on TikTok. They're a lot more like trend based, entertainment first. Um, so it's forced brands to adapt and fits into the ecosystem in a different way to to Facebook and Instagram. Um, but that's been a positive in some ways in the community aspects of the organic side as well having having the ability to like even just like reply with comments with a video is a good good like single example of how the platform's different and and encourages engagement with consumers that i think they they really enjoy and they weren't really getting on the other platforms mm-hmm. um so yeah i think i think that's definitely helped as well um the, the way it, it's different to other channels um and obviously not every brand uh, right now, I don't think every brand would get success with paid. Um, from like a direct ROI perspective, there's some factors that I think need to be aligned, which maybe we can go into later. But um, it's certainly right for for a lot of companies to be getting on there and spending some money and getting some good results. Yeah, I definitely want to pick up on the what brands are perfect for TikTok because I think that's a major question. Because just because it's the 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 exciting thing doesn't always mean that it's perfect for your brand, but. You, you yeah. touched again on the organic factor of TikTok, and I don't think anyone can ignore how crazy this of an opportunity this this can be without spending any money for brands. And what what do you think is more powerful? Do you think the organic side or the paid side is more powerful? And what has the most potential for brands? That's a good question. I think... I think both, it's a bit of a cop out answer, but I think both both, are both <laughs> a, 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 it's a bit of a cop out to say both. Um, I think it depends on on how you execute on the two of them. I think organic and paid can both have like exponential impacts on on brands and, and businesses. Um, I think some organic is is 
probably i think organic has like a, a short half-life in terms of like i think it's going to become a lot harder over time mm. like with every channel like the organic reach cannot sustain where it's at right now forever it's going to tail mm. off i think paid paid is a lot easier to kind of come in execute get get kind of huge roi if you do it correctly and i think it's a little bit more scalable in terms of like direct revenue output um yeah. we find that organic from my I, I we don't do as much organic but i feel like organic's a lot more like peak trough peak trough mm-hmm. whereas paid if you crack it is a lot more of like a consistent driver of roi um however i, I don't think all brands as i said i don't think all brands would would necessarily get the results they're looking for on paid depending on some factors but i think pretty much every brand right now should be executing on organic because if it's it's a lot it's lower effort it's it's lower cost and if you can crack it you can get millions of views on on videos consistently and the brand awareness element of that's just massive yeah for sure yeah definitely and talking about the right brands for tiktok and and stuff like that do you think there's do you think there's some brands that can work on paid, some brands that can work organic better than better than others? And what brands are suited for TikTok? Because even though it isn't, you know, anymore just kids dancing on the app, there still is a certain type of person which is using TikTok on a daily basis and consuming it and buying from it, just the same as there is on Facebook. So what 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 type of brands are perfect for TikTok? Yeah, I think again, separating out organic and paid, focusing on the paid side. Um, I would say like lower price point is be- is beneficial. Lower price point impulse mm-hmm. purchase um, is is kind of your your, your perfect mix. I'd say like under a hundred pounds, hundred dollars. Um, well, they're about the same now, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, very true. Yeah, but, yeah, um, but under a hundred pounds is, is is a benefit, like a going to find it easier to execute and get direct mm-hmm. ROI than if you're selling something for four or five hundred pounds because the purchasing power and I also think the trust element in the platform is still not where Facebook and Instagram is um, yeah so that's going to help um, the impulse side or the wow factor to a product something that it's an entertainment platform so products that you can easily make content that entertains first but then secondhand sells um, so yeah like anything that's lends itself to that content type um again you're gonna you're gonna find better success because content is like the gateway to scale um beyond that i don't think niche specific is is too too like, i don't think niche is is necessarily a, a bottleneck i think like we, we do things across like apparel health and wellness supplements kind of everything there it's more kind of price point and what kind of content you can make around the products that mm-hmm. i think gives you that leg up um organic wise i think as i said i think everyone should execute on organic you see brands like ryanair like they're not getting any tangible they will be getting lift off the platform but like the brand awareness element of of executing organic is just it's worth the effort i think for everyone like the top of funnel awareness that'll help all of your other ecosystem improve um i think that side is just a no-brainer regardless of business yeah, and I think if we go back to paid, you mentioned a bit about about trust there. I think this is this is one major problem that I think that TikTok have at the moment is that it's full of drop shipping, people selling just absolute yeah. tat, essentially, just complete rubbish. How can how can these serious brands which want to jump on TikTok, how can they separate themselves from those? Because the thing is, on Facebook you can kind of do it, you can kind of spot the cheap scammers right because their content just doesn't line up to the big boys whereas on 
on TikTok, because it's so heavily UGC, you, it's very difficult to see what's trustworthy and what's not. So so how can brands actually be like, hey, you know, if you buy from us, you're actually going to get your product, you're actually going to get good service. How can they separate themselves from the other people? Um, yeah, I think touching on that issue, we have so we have a couple of apparel clients that are getting ripped off so hard at the moment. Like people are just taking their products, making a website, ripping mm. the content that we're advertising with and then selling it and not delivering it. So it is a massive issue. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of developing trust, there's obviously there's multiple ways to do it. First is your content. Like if you, I think if your content is consumer led and very authentic and um, the, the product is displayed in the right way, that automatically builds trust. I think secondly, you've got on platform community. I think if you've got a really vibrant organic profile where you're like really interacting with customers, maybe you've got a face to it. Who's responding to comments. You're replying to all of your comments that are asking questions and, qualified a lot of pain points before they even get to the website and taking away a lot of like um, boss, um, hurdles for, to conversion um, before they even click or say through your organic profile then that's going to establish a lot of trust and then once you drive to the website just again having that kind of that, that trustworthy page like a lot of reviews um, just a clean website that that, that, that harbors trust um, I think those are the main ways but yeah it's definitely definitely an issue at the moment i think tiktok are working on it but i think mm. it's, 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 it's something that's going to need to be solved um facebook went through this period though i just hope they don't go to the same levels of bans as facebook do that <laughs> yeah, causing, issues, causing issues for everybody else yeah who are exactly, kind of legit. yeah yeah so talking about content so obviously one of the main parts of of paid as we all know is the content especially on tiktok because that's basically all you have is the video and the content to go along with it. Do you think, I mean, currently we all know UGC is the number one way to make content for TikTok, mainly because that's what all the consumers are seeing. That's what the consumers can make, right? But do you think that will always yep. be the case? Because I feel like we saw a similar thing with, with Facebook, right? And for me, someone that makes professional ad content, I'd say that, you know, it's, you can already start to kind of see the change in organic that more people are filming on professional cameras and stuff rather than just their, their phone. And although there always will be people filming on their phone on TikTok because that's the platform. Do you think that ads are going to go the way that you're going to start to see more professionally created ads instead of just UGC or will it just always be what we have now? Yeah, I do. I do think it will develop. I think if, if the platform will change over time, um, it's not, it's not easy to predict kind of what split of, professional to UGC will have. Um, I think UGC will always be present because of the way that, the, the way that mm -hmm. consumers and the way that brands can engage with people on the platform. I think it, it will always be there and brands, some brands will always kind of have more success through, through user-generated content than probably anything else. However, I do think more professional creative and more like, I guess you'd call it ad-like content. Um, yeah, like glossy stuff, will, right? Yeah, yeah, will come in. You already see it with certain niches. I think like, Smile Direct Club, for example, they run they run pretty much only um, really high end content, wow. but they're a brand that needs to establish trust because it's a dental service. Like, you, yeah, you're not going to put something in your mouth that you don't that doesn't look like trustworthy yeah. and polished on the front end. I think anything in, in that 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 kind of sector 
like they're, 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 that's one that's going to benefit from really glossy content that establishes trust on the front end and, and will probably pivot towards more and already have kind of pivoted towards more professional style content. Um, however, again, I don't think that's going to be something that everyone does um, and, and the whole platform kind of moves away entirely from UGC. I think there's still going to be kind of a mix of the two. Um, I'd also be interested to see how the funnel kind of develops at the moment. It's kind of like a, a an all-in-one inf, infinite funnel of targeting. Like a lot of our top of funnel spend at, at high budgets acts as retargeting as well. Like we see pretty high frequency on the platform. When they sort that out, we'll, it'll be interesting to see like, does this does a similar funnel to Facebook like come come about where you'd maybe have professional content followed by like some UGC videos that mm-hmm. qualified pain points show testimonials. Um, it's it's kind of hard to predict where that's going to go, but I do think it will shift to more polished content to some degree. Yeah, yeah. And talking about the frequency issue, this is something which I've tweeted about before because I was I'm not I'm not kidding now. I was getting served the same advert from Adobe at least ten times a day. Like it yeah. was insane like because that that's the thing that that's where advertising gets annoying i i personally i know i'm biased but i don't think advertising is annoying when it's done well and it's targeted right you know you your your brain is a pretty good job of seeing what's relevant and what's not relevant but it gets annoying when the frequency is so high that you're seeing ads all the time what what are you doing to combat that at the moment until tiktok come in and they change something so, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's probably our one of our biggest problems at scale. The two biggest problems is having the content output to keep stability because the platform's a lot more unstable than Facebook, and it doesn't support the same sort of budgets consistently as Facebook um, in, in its current like form. That and then the yeah, frequency. Like, I, I'm a big believer that creative is driving targeting a lot on TikTok, so we're we're doing a, a lot of. Um, segment if we find winning creative we'll we'll try and scale that creative as far as possible on its own um and and then a second video that that may attract a slightly different audience we'll 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 do the same there and that's that's given us the most scaling accounts talking like five six up to 10k a day pounds um plus just 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 by kind of segmenting out our videos um but we're still seeing kind of big high frequencies and it requires a lot of content refresh Mm. um in some of the smaller territories we're seeing crazy frequencies i think new zealand account we had like 25 frequency for the month but it's like how do you combat that it's pretty limits limits the ability to push any more spend because you're just hitting the same people and it becomes annoying um so yeah it's, it's difficult but yeah like really leveraging the creative and and testing lots of different angles that resonates with different audiences different creators that will resonate with different people um is our best kind of like solution to that at the moment yeah and in terms of i imagine you get asked this question a lot but how much content is actually needed because we know that tiktok is you know is hungry for content all the time in organic and in paid because so many people are watching and so many people are flicking through stuff how much content is actually needed like to to get good results and also to kind of combat the frequency issue yeah, I think to to kind of get to start get started and get good results, like you you just need to find one or two winning concepts. So some brands that we onboard will find that like almost instantly. Like we might find an unboxing concept that just works, and we can just we we can then iterate on that really aggressively and scale. Um, so 
to get to get going like one or two videos really kind of unlock the door to that initial kick from the platform so when you start moving bigger budgets like you really do need a lot more content velocity um of volume i guess um we 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 try we spend probably 10 to 15 percent of ad spend on content would probably be a good benchmark so brands should should keep in mind that it's an entertainment platform first like you need to you need to make sure that your video entertains people um like you need to make sure you've got a really strong hook that's interesting and and has that kind of wow factor to make them actually stop on the video first um then you have to keep but you also need to kind of marry that up with d2c principles it still needs to have like a framework um involved so we use the ada framework the attention interest desire action to drive to to whilst balancing that with entertainment to to drive to drive kind of click-throughs and outcomes as well as as well as fit in the platform um i would say you want to work with people who are using tiktok every day working with other brands like creators who are producing strong content for others um are a good place to start if you if you've not kind of executed on the platform before as you can expedite your learning process by using their knowledge um there's plenty of them on twitter for example um you can find some great creators um but yeah, that's that's the key thing. I think when we work with clients, like a lot of them have still got that Facebook and Instagram mindset. So they try they, they still want to be super polished, or a lot of them still want to be super polished. And it's sometimes we have to push them to just accept the platform for what it is and kind of loosen the loosen the, the reins on the the brand in a way. Yeah. Like accept that we need to be a bit more raw and rough around the edges on TikTok um to get success. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And when it um when it comes to targeting, because I think this is something which I think there's mixed messages about it and what works well, because on Facebook, we've seen that just going broad is normally the best way to do it. In your experience, what have you found with TikTok? Is it the same kind of story over there? Yeah, I think we do tend to run a lot of our accounts broad um, most most of the time, especially at higher spends. Um I think there's not a huge benefit of narrowing your audience size below sort of 5 million because the CPM is this, the low CPM is a massive factor. Like it's low cost, it's low competition as a platform. So um, you, you kind of want to capitalize on that and, and narrowing your audience size will naturally drive up your CPMs. Yeah. That being said, we're still testing a lot in, in the ad accounts. So like, for example, income targeting in the US is something we've rolled out quite a lot recently, seeing some really good success there. Um, recommended interest, automatic targeting, like it's still worth in the ad account testing a lot of these things. Um, we're a lot more active in TikTok accounts than we are in Facebook accounts for our other agency um, from like a targeting and an audience testing perspective because it, it is a lot. It, there is, it is a lot more like Facebook saw sort of five, six years ago, where you can you can find things that work for one account and doesn't work for the other. Um, so yeah, I guess to answer the question directly, I would tend to go broad, especially at higher spends. But it is worth still testing down through these different audiences. Yeah, and what about what about the 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 secrets? What's the secret sauce to succeeding? on tiktok maybe not you know i'm not i'm not saying that this is going to work for everyone but in your in your experience has there been certain things which have driven more success for brands than others definitely i think starting with the fundamentals having product platform fit like having something that aligns with the platform as it is right now so like low like fairly low ticket um great value prop 
um, for the end consumer um, and the ability to make really good content around that product um, is, is like the fundamentals. Um, from there, it's, it's, it's creating that content, creating strong content, finding a couple of winning angles or winning concepts, um, launching those, iterating heavily on those to, to, to make them go further um, and then using sort of media buying tactics to put them in front of the right people. So we'll, we'll, we'll obviously do our kind of baseline testing, our baseline scaling campaigns, but then putting in like aggressive cost cap scaling campaigns. Um, elements like that have, have really allowed us to move massive budgets. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the, the main things. And, and then obviously having that systemized approach to content running in the background that allows you to then sustain that higher spend. Um, that's been the key, really. Amazing. And as we come into Q4, I imagine a lot more people are looking at TikTok than they ever did because they're looking for, you know, the the best ways to push their sales, their bundles, whatever it is. Do you think there's any, and you know, would you give any any advice to brands who are looking at maybe starting on TikTok for Q4 or maybe pushing TikTok more in Q4? What do you think is going to happen? What are your predictions and how can people prepare for that? I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of an unknown to to some degree because I I don't think we we obviously ran TikTok through Q4 last year but it was a lot more raw and it was it was again it was even more unknown then but I think there's a lot more adoption and the ad platforms a lot more sophisticated at this point than it was then. Um I think the key is getting your content prepped early like creators are going to be busy so like it's naive to think you could go into the second week in november and ask them to make some videos for you yeah. i think it needs to be like prepare prepare now expect like kind of respect that they also have work to do um brief those in um i'd i'd, I'd have a lot of different concepts um i think the the retargeted element of the platform is going to hopefully come into its own through that period if you've been spending a lot of money on there and you've got your audiences set up i think doing some 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 larger scale retargeting campaigns that maybe we wouldn't be doing at the moment um will come into effect i think having like your website and your funnels um either optimized or or ready to to launch um testing different landing pages different offers um i think is another kind of thing you, you want to have prepared um but yeah i think the main thing is having your content ready um scaling your kind of top of funnel into the into the period before um and then and then launch, hopefully launching some effective retargeting campaigns i'm interested to test more ad like content over that period so like more high end even maybe gifts like it'd be interesting to see obviously that is the period of the year that demand is the highest and people are most receptive to like sales heavy messaging so i think we might see more of that on platform than we are right now more like ad, ad ad focused content i guess yeah for sure well it's been a real pleasure chatting with you uh i think tiktok is is kind of a fascinating platform at the moment and it's going through a lot of changes which makes it really exciting um so if people want to follow along uh with your journey what's the best place where can they find you uh probably twitter at the moment oliver w hudson on twitter uh, best place to go um hopefully have a youtube coming soon and um or or via instagram at for you advertising or saw with us.co amazing thank you yeah thank you so much mate it's been a real pleasure 
And that's it for the D2C Deep Dive. Thanks very much for listening. As always, a pleasure to have you. Remember, you can subscribe to this on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you are. Make sure you drop it uh, a little follow, a little subscribe, and also a rating because that really helps us as well. Thanks very much. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Sal Fraser, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.